Oh yeah, it's the Extra Bases Podcast with with the washed up scout and 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 it's me, the guy who knows nothing about the arbitration process. <laughs> I'm amazed you got an Emmy. I'm amazed you got an Emmy. How's that case doing with 30 plus? How's that how's that going? Oh, Jeremy, I never expected. I never expected. I never expected it. I, I simply tweeted, which I've tweeted before. I tweeted this a, a maybe a month ago, month and a half ago, basically because Kyle Tucker's playing really well. I said, well, let me get the exact tweet. Hold on. It's amazing the Astros fought Kyle Tucker to keep $2.5 million in their coffer. What happened next? Let's not forget, Jason, that the arbiter, arbitrator, ruled in favor of the Astros. What narrative are you trying to push here? Um, Basically, (laughs) that I don't know anything about baseball or the process. Um, Yeah, doubling down on a horrific take. Yeah, it was um it was unexpected, Jeremy. It was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me move it to a different view so people can see here. It was unexpected, Jeremy. <laughs> Somebody thought that I wanted attention and uh, I tweeted uh. this like Two months ago as well, we talked about this on the we talked about this shortly after it happened. And I said, I think this may come back to bite them. And it's a very small amount of money, $2.5 million. Now, is it possible that the Astros, is it possible that the Astros tried to settle the case? If you look at a number of other cases this past preseason they settled them is it possible yeah it's possible but for a guy who i think most people believe should be in the long-term plans i would think that you would want to throw him a bone or I don't, Jeremy, you know, uh, I, I'm yeah. just, I, so I, I'm just, I don't know what to say. Have I don't you, know what have to you, say. Have you, you know, listen. I, I thought that it would be best that you could settle in the middle as a gesture of good faith in hopes of getting a bigger deal down the line. And people were saying to me, you do realize that if you settle now, your his salary in the second and third arbitration years will be exponentially higher, and that other agents may use this to 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 help their cases. And man, you know what I you know what I want to do. First, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm just going to ask a rhetorical question here for you, and and it's rhetorical because I know the answer. Have you seen what this Twitter base does? Have you paid attention yet? It is every time I read it. Ah, that's not true. 
99% of the time I read it, I feel like I'm losing brain cells. It's an argument that they, it's like, they got to argue. They got to throw trash. They got, they can't be just like, like a couple of people were pretty rational. Like I, you know, it was pretty good stuff. And then you get this other stuff that is just like, man, like, like, is this, is this what your life is like? You wake up every day, you look at your phone and anybody who has any opinion that disagrees with your holy grail of the Houston Astros organization with any process at all, who doesn't, who isn't just a homer, like just a humongous homer. Oh, everything's great. They're the best. You know, Jesus Christ has nothing on you. Like if you're not like doing that, like they just attack you. And, and they're rooted on by a couple of people in the media. We know that we've seen it done, but some of this stuff, like tell me you don't know baseball without telling me you don't know baseball. First of all, no arbitrator, none is going to take a look at what the, somebody got last year and use it for next year. They're going to go off his performance, good or bad or otherwise, right? If Kyle Tucker wants $7.5 million and he goes out and hits, I don't know, let's just say 25, wins another gold glove, hits 280 and drives in 100 with all the other uh, advanced metrics that go with it, I promise you the money he's going to get is going to beat $7.5 million. Okay, it doesn't matter what the Astros say. It doesn't matter what this is. Certainly, and I and I mean this, and I want to say this with emphasis. Like, you know, I mean, we have that pump the brakes thing. This is the hit the gas. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. Nobody cares what those what, what the Astros Twitterverse thinks. Nobody cares. Arbitration doesn't care. I I don't care. Uh, when it comes the players, they don't they turn the they turn it off. They, I, I'm telling you, he's like, no, nope, not reading this. Turn it off because. It's not logical. It's not logical. It's like, tell me you're not used to winning. You're not used to winning and you're not used to having this because you're just not making any sense on what would be next. That's not how baseball works. Now, in anything, in any business, you want to keep a relationship with the people that work for you or work with you. With baseball, it's no different. This attitude, these players are lucky and should be thankful for whatever they give them. Miss me with that. Spare that. These guys are entertainment, okay? How about this? How about you guys throw on uniforms and let's go watch you play? How about that? Should we go watch that? How about all the Houston Astros fans that want to yell at Jason or yell at anybody in the media or yell at anybody else just for the sake of it, that wake up every day with nothing better to do than take what everybody else says and not only twist it around, not only throw insults, but gaslight on top of it when it comes to inferences. Let's just take you guys, put you in uniform, let's see how many people show up to watch you play. How about that? Or let's go to your office and job and let's yell at you. And then when you decide you want to go get a raise and you decide that's what it is, I'll go stand next to your boss and I'll say, hey, they got $6.50 an hour last week. Let's not give them another $9.25. Okay? That's not what's going on here. If you do a good job and you earn your position in any industry, there is an expectation that at some point that's going to yield rewards. It's why the draft has a certain amount of money established to it. And it's why free agency has a certain amount of money established to it. You have control over players where they can't for a certain period of time as an organization that you draft, or even if you trade for them, right, with arbitration years, that you cannot, you cannot, or they cannot go to free agency. You have to cut, cut a deal with them or they have to go to an arbitration. It does not matter that the arbitrator ruled in front of the Astros. Nobody's arguing that. Tucker handled it outstanding. 
he hadn't handled it outstanding when it came to the time that he didn't win. It doesn't mean that it was good business because now that's turning around and rather than have somebody who wants to be here, by the way, with some really bad contracts as it appears today that are on the books for the next couple of years that max out the money, in addition to the good ones that are there, maybe this owner doesn't afford Kyle Tucker. Then what? You guys ever thought about that? How about this? How about he doesn't afford Kyle, can't afford Kyle Tucker? And then Altuve, who's been hurt, is coming to the end of it a little bit. Maybe not quite yet. Got some years ahead of him, but getting closer. you got Alex Bregman, who, by the way, whose legs finally feel like they're underneath him, from what I can see. Looks like it's going to be a, a, another contract for him. He's got another big one ahead of him. Maybe this owner can't afford to pay all these guys because he didn't want to go to luxury tax this year. You want to do that. So maybe you can't afford to pay all these guys. So maybe it might have been better to have a good relationship with Kyle Tucker. Not that it's bad. That's speculation. But to not go ahead and meet in the middle when most people can do that over two and a half million, not 20, not 30, not nine, two and a half million is baffling, to say the least. And certainly five months after it happened. I think what may have stirred this on is that someone tweeted to me, tweeted at me and said, but let's give Montero 30 million. And I said, exactly. And then this is how it started. How are you a sports reporter and comparing Montero's free agency contract to an arbitration decision that went in the favor of the Astros? Can we only assume baseball is not your sport? Gaslight. And Green then here's conference. another one. He's not okay. a good one in meaning reporter. An organization's goal is to always do what's best for them. And let's be real. Kyle didn't play like this at the beginning of the year. His defensive numbers dipped and his offense had slipped as well. Let's see if he can keep this up. Hopefully he can. Oh, wow. My point was, again, you can clearly try to avoid arbitration, meet in the middle. So you've got something, some sort of olive branch to work from to sign a longer deal. Now, I'm not saying that longer deal was going to be done this offseason, past offseason. I wasn't saying that. I'm saying a longer deal at some point. At some point. First of all, reading comprehension is a real thing they used to teach in school. Do we, do we miss that this time around? Like, did, did somehow these people that, because it's not the first time I've seen that either, where something's actually been said and we just go right by what's actually said and we hit the this the button of I'm going to create this thing so I can go ahead and sound relevant on a social media platform. Is that is that what we're getting? Because that's not what happened. What you said it what somebody said to you is why not two and a half million over for Kyle Tucker, but 30 for Montero fair. How about two and a half million for Kyle Tucker or 20 for Abreu, which I said to you. On camera, before we started the year, I believe I said, I know you can find the clip, best thing about the receipts, as I said, I thought he'd be Carlos Lee at the same stage. How's that looking, by the way? Pretty dead on, actually, because I scouted Carlos Lee. Abreu might hit 15, 16. I know I said he hit more home runs than that, because I was trying to be positive. But he might hit 15, 16, maybe gets to 20. That's about what Carlos Lee did, 265 and 20. Abreu might get there. Right. But how's that look? How's that money look? Is that worth 20 million or is Kyle Tucker worth in his age and his prime and going ahead with the arrow pointing up defensively and offensively? Is he worth a lot more than what you gave those guys in the free agent market contracts, by the way, you're locked into. OK, so I don't know necessarily if we're thinking with our. Um, our brain, let's say. Maybe we're thinking with another body part, but it sure is in our brain to compare to have a uh, problem with the Astros paying Kyle Tucker a million and a quarter million and a quarter just to get in the middle or, you know, 35 million a year for those two guys. And again, I will say maybe they did try to settle. 
And as someone said, listen, maybe Tucker gambled and lost. I get it. I get it. But gosh, he is worth the latest stat I saw was one point, excuse me, 1.0 of war is worth about $6 million a season. All right. Yeah. He's close to three right now. Three. He's like 2.9, depending on which war you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Three. I'm not great at math. Three. <laughs> carry the one. That's $18 million a year. And you're getting upset that he might oh. make seven and a half. Oh, that's a steal. Seven and a half, knowing that, listen, even if you gave him seven, even if you gave him seven million. But we all know that, and it's been documented, baseball owners don't like to lose arbitration cases, do they? Yeah, but you can meet in the middle. You can meet in the middle. Yeah, you can just do it. It happens all the time. And and the reality and is- And I mentioned how Aaron Judge, he wanted uh, 21. The team was offering, offering 17, and then they gave him 19. Now, that someone was- forwarded me- 19 million before it. So basically they avoided arbitration. Now someone forwarded me that someone basically said that's a horrible example because you had a, a player that clearly wanted to be in New York and a team that really wanted to sign the player. Okay. What are you saying about Kyle Tucker then? Are you saying that Kyle Tucker, it, it's clear that he doesn't want to be here or the Astros don't want him. So we're going to low bomb to make sure he doesn't come back. Jason pointed to an exception on a team that not only had a very good idea of where the player was in terms of asking price, but also a team that was committed to meeting that price and re-signing the player makes sense, some sense to deviate there. That's not the case here. How do you know what the case is? How is that not the case? I'm telling you, man, I'm getting dumber by the second. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not something, none of this makes any sense at all. Like if you look at, and I'm not a big war stat guy, I'm not because you can manipulate war because there's, there's different kinds of war. I'm just not. But if you're going to use apples to apples, let's you, since we're using war, let's use war, right? Look at Jose Abreu. I believe last I looked, he was point negative. It was negative 0.4 war for 20 million. Hey, once again, no one's beaten Jim Crane up for that deal because he has to live with it and he signed it. Compare the two. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I think people. I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing it. Neither are you. I mean, you know, because you roll the dice and you make those things. It's a bad contract as it stands right now. Montero's really a bad contract as it stands right now. That's pro- that's worse than Abreu because Abreu at least has a long track record. I mean, no matter how you put it, that was his decision. It should not preclude him from meeting Kyle Tucker in the middle arbitration-wise to make the player happier, going up $2.5 million more. You shouldn't do that. Oh, you want seven and a half? Now, Kyle Tucker comes in and says, I want 15, and they're offering five. I get it. Go to arbitration. I get it, because you're probably not going to meet in the middle somewhere. That's that's a that's an ocean when it comes to overall payroll, right? But if you're gonna just going to go to five to seven and a half, I don't want to hear it. Someone said, even if they... Signed Rafael Montero for fifty million. It doesn't affect the arbitration process for Kyle Tucker. Congratulations, Jason. <laughs> but you now here's the difference, Jeremy. This is how you and I. Um, I just ignore it, man. Yeah, I go right at him. Yeah, I ignore it. That's the difference between you and I. People are That's allowed to have their opinions. I enjoy spirited debate. But um, this idea here, in, in my opinion, Jeremy, is one of the great 
I'm going to look up a word. Hold on. I don't want to say this particular word. Hold on. That this is it. Here's one of the great. I think this is the greatest. Propaganda. I don't want to say brainwashing. I think one of the greatest sales jobs that professional sports owners have ever done, and it continues to this day, is players and their salaries and they're making too much and we can't afford it. And it's been go people, it's been going on since the dawn of sports. And oh my gosh, sports lives on. I don't see many professional sports teams owners. I don't see many of those team owners filing for bankruptcy. I just don't see it. This is the same message has been said in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. 2010, 2020. Now, apparently, it's certainly their prerogative not to pay Kyle Tucker or not to settle with him. And maybe they did. The whole point is it was about an act of good faith so that you have something to work from instead of having a player who um, now knows what the organization, how they value him. And what did you put on Twitter? I, I don't know. I put a lot on Twitter. <laughs> We're talking about the Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. I mean, can yeah. you... Can you can you give a brief synopsis? Sure. A brief, so so a, a while brief back, summary. a while back, Holiday Inn Express ran this really entertaining uh, advertising commercial campaign um, where people would go into different industries that they'd never had any experience before, didn't know what was going on, never done it, and just popped in, and they, all of a sudden they became experts, and became experts because they stayed at a Holiday Inn Express the night before. Okay. The, the point is, is you're good. Is it's not? It's making fun at people for uh uh, uh or supposed to gl uh, glamorize Holiday Inn Express for being such a restful hotel. But what it did was it's, it made fun of people for never having any experience or knowledge in an industry, and all of a sudden sounded like an expert. And so I put a commercial on there with a doctor, and uh, you know, there's a lot of people in, in Astros Twitterland staying at Holiday Inn Expresses. By the way, none of these people have their real names up. It's always like Astro season or, you know, Breckman side, hus side hustle, you know, or Altuve's second shoe. I mean, it's like something weird, you know, like who, who are you? Who are you that you, you know, you're not going to tell us who you, you're not, you're going to just sit there and, and go back into the, into the hole and scream at the clouds all the time because that's your safe haven, right? The reality is you don't know what you're talking about. It was evident today because even just the way this thing started was a, was a, was a twist and a half, right? Words right in front of you. Like I'm, you know, listen, they have these reading comprehension courses. I think there was one called Hooked on Phonics. Remember that one? Hooked on Phonics. Maybe Rosetta Stone has something for you. I don't know. Download it, listen to it, and then come back to the conversation when you have something meaningful and accurate to contribute. Is that direct enough? Someone tweeted that um, you supported trading Tucker in 2018 and 2019. I did. 
And I also said on TV that if he didn't make adjustments, he wasn't going to hit at the big league level. Let's not not forget he was swinging at balls over his head in the postseason. Okay, the approach was out to lunch. Of course, I supported trading him because I thought you could get some stuff back to extend the window. They didn't do that. You want to get some more players back to stand the window and do that. But, you know, had they done that, maybe they aren't paying Montero 20 million or 13 million or Abreu 20 million. Or how about this one? Maybe they're not. Um, oh, mm, I, ooh, I, I don't know. Maybe they're not lying. On, that's McCullers to sit in, in uh, Palm in Palm Beach with 20 million dollars a year in his pocket, whatever he's getting, not starting. OK, you have other options by using your assets to extend the window. Now, they got blessed by the Latin pitching. That was a gift. And they got blessed and that stayed open. Jeremy Pena came up and he's doing more this year than what people thought. But remember, we said last year, no matter what he did in year one and even what he did in year two, you're going to need two years to figure it out. Right. The reality is he's probably somewhere between where he is now and where he was last year. That's probably the reality. OK, that's who he's going to be, which is about what evaluators thought he would do. Pick the ball up and execute. Back to Tucker. At the time, Tucker had trade value. You opted to keep him. You spent more money on the free agent market because of it. Two contracts that aren't very good. At least. At least. You had other uh, things you could have addressed. So if you traded him, you, you, you could have gone that way. Sometimes trading the player, unlike Seth Beer and J.B. Bukowskis, who had no business being first-round picks and no business uh, being given the roles and anointed that they were supposed to get, you trade them, you just got somebody to take them off your hands. When it comes to Tucker, that's an asset. You could have brought that back and saved that free agent money for guys instead of having to sign, and nothing against Michael Brantley because the guys have had, had a great run here, but he hasn't been on the field. And if you sign those three guys, it's a lot of money tied up in three different players. It might prevent you from doing something else that you could have done to go ahead and fill needs by trading a prospect five years ago. So you're down, you're darn right I supported it. Now I don't support it today. Now I think you got to sign it, but he ain't going to stay. So you could have done it before and you could have got something back instead of spending $40 million a year on the free agent market. Oh, that would have made up that two and a half million to Kyle Tucker in the first place. I'm off my soapbox. And here's the funny thing, Jeremy, the tweet was directed at me. You, you as in me, Jason, not you as in Jeremy. I did it. It was me. It wasn't even you. It was me. And we talked about the benefits of it, but let's get this straight. It was this guy right here. I did it. Okay. Which means you're not even listening. Listening comprehension, reading well, comprehension. I, they kind of did listen, so I appreciate that, <laughs> Daryl Ward fan. I appreciate that. Who? Uh, oh, that's another like, one, Daryl Ward fan. What's your but, real well, name? What's your real name? Um, take off the mask. I will say, Jeremy Pena. Though I, I think we are starting to see. I mean, Jeremy Pena this year, seven fifty. Or excuse me, uh, two thirty nine, six seventy three OPS. 10 homers, 33 runs driven in last year, 22 homers, 63 runs driven in. 270? No, 253 with 250. a uh, 715 OPS. So my guess is. You're on mute. I think you've got a solid major league shortstop who may make an all-star team at one or two, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, But I think, I think the Astros have, he might be a little bit better than this, but this might be what you get from from Jeremy Pena, which which is fine. I mean, for a yeah. third round pick, and uh, hey, give it up to the player development staff and everything else. There's a lot, like I said the last time. There's guys that had the gold glove, first. also, by the way. Yeah, I mean, there's guys that had Pena in the first round before. If he gives you gold glove defense, if he uh, if he hits 250, honestly. If he hits 250, 260, and he hits 10 to 15 home runs a year, and he drives in 50, you got your and has good at bats, you got yourself an eight hitter. 
That's that's not bad as someone who's going to play defense every day. And, you know, when this team turns over, even though he's not young, he's young for the big leagues, he's not young. You got a lot of these guys in their mid to late 20s that are just arriving. You know, they're going to be some pieces to stay here for a little while. The, ultimately, I guess I'll go back to this part. The Astros had to decide if Kyle Tucker was going to be part of their core when some of these aging contracts turned over. Is he somebody you're going to want to pay here to keep here for a little longer while some other money comes off the books? By doing, taking that approach and saying it's just business, you're right, it's just business, but you drove a, drove a wedge even a little further between you and a player that you need to go with, in my estimation, Alvarez, the Urquides, the uh, whatever the bullpen does when it turns over, uh, the, the Yiner Diaz's, the Jeremy Pena's, the Bregman or Altuve, whichever one they make a decision on to stay. And by the way, those guys have a, have a, have a say as well. You needed these guys, Kyle Tucker, to be part of that as an anchor. Chaz McCormick, who somehow still, it's even a debate, nothing against Jake Myers, but Chaz McCormick's play center field every day. To, to have those type of, uh, of um, uh, uh, to, to whiff on that piece is, is a big deal with those pieces that you need to stay here because you need some help around it. And Kyle Tucker's a carrying uh, he's a carrying type player for this club. You know, it's funny. Uh, last week we, we mentioned about how you really bring it inside the studio. You're not inside the studio today and you're doing pretty well. I'm, I'm a little, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm like this, man, look, we, we've been doing this a long time in our respective areas of, of baseball and sports and um, lived it and I, in, in different ways. And it, it takes all different walks of life to, to make the game. It takes media. It takes players, of course. It takes front office. It takes scouting. And, and all of them have their role in their piece. To just these these nameless, faceless avatars are just annoying. Like, like knock it off and have something meaningful to contribute. And we'll talk to you and we'll go back and forth. And maybe you'll make some points that get heard. But to throw stuff out like you guys throw out, I wonder what your lives are like. Like, what are your lives like when this is what you guys have to do? And and it starts off again with one media member who I'm not, and I'm not going to drop it. I'm not. I'll think when I when that comes up, that conversation will be had. But it comes it comes back to this this spurring you on. Have something intelligent to say if you're going to say it. Otherwise, it's not worth the time to engage. You know. Um, and and I just I feel like you know we're we're out here. We're putting our stuff out there. We're doing what we do. Uh, it's great. It's fine. I don't care what they have to say. It's just, it's, it's, you pay attention to it for two seconds and it's like, what is your day like? This is all you do. You wake up every day from your burner Twitter that, and, and you start talking about how somebody's, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And so I guess for me, with the things that have lined up, I've kind of had enough of it because, you know, if you go back to it for you and me for seven years, with the exception of the Latin pitching, with nobody could see coming. Our CBS sports team's been pretty good. Yeah, I, I was actually going to get, before all this happened, I was actually going to give us a bit of a pat on the back. Um, no one was talking about Hunter Brown's innings like we were before the season. Huh. Few people brought up Kyle Tucker and the fact that, wow, this was really perhaps maybe um damaging move long-term to not settle that it might cost them in the long run. Apparently people are telling me that other people have been tweeting about this and I saw they got clicks and that's why I did it. Um, but anyways, we have receipts though, right? Like we have yeah. TV and pockets. I will say this: the one, what's the other highlight reel? Like the problem roll. is the problem is because I've tried to streamline the posting process um, I'm no longer writing down or typing out everything that is said in, in blocks. 
and because of that, I cannot find the part about Kyle Tucker. <laughs> I have one job among the 30 that go on with this podcast, but um, all right. So it was great having you in studio, but here was another issue going in studio last time. We went for a long time. Yeah. Which is good, but so we're uh, wrapping up. We got about 10 minutes left here. And I found a scouting report. How is that an, wait a how is that an issue? We were rolling. I watched that thing twice myself. I never watch our stuff. I take it. I read it for a little bit. I I critique it. I turn around. I listen to what you have to say. We move on. I watched the whole thing. I was dying. No, it was, it was great. great. Uh, let's go back. No pump the brakes because this will be week two with no pump the brakes. Hit the gas. Hit the gas. Hit the gas. <laughs> By the way, we forgot to. Uh, the uh the pump the break sound effect did not play on the uh, podcast last week but um i'll make sure that it's uh yeah anyways back to your scouting report so i'm looking through 2015 oh, and boy. the lowest rated player you had to make the major leagues i was curious so i started from the bottom and worked my way up i had nothing I have no idea. <laughs> what do you this got? Got to be the same guy. Hold on. Sound effect. He was number two hundred on your board. The same guy? Now I'm worried. I mean, who's the name? Yes, it is. It is. Because he went to, apparently he went to junior college. Maybe that's when you saw him. Yeah, it's community college. That's why. He's a pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Recently made news because he got in a little staring con contest. Kevin Gimbrel. Ginkle. Ginkle. Yeah, Kevin Ginkle. Yeah, I, I saw that. I might have Kevin Gimbrel on, on this I don't know. I, I saw that. I saw that, that clip and I was like, holy cow. You know, I mean, you know, I got to give Gary Patchett some credit on that. Patchett was a good, good scout. He man, he, he dug and dug and dug. I remember seeing that guy. Was it, it was a San Diego school, San Diego Mesa, maybe. Southwestern, Southwestern college. Yeah. Southwestern college. I went down to see him and I was like, yeah, I get it. Arm strength guy. It's got a long ways away. Probably reliever. Went you, know, right know what you said uh lesser setup with power arm potential. One pitch guy with a usable second loses control and fastball command when he cheats and rushes through his delivery thrower reliant on velocity injury risk with a medical history of arm issues mature body with some natural strength projection left you said you would take him in the 12th must take in the 20th and uh where did he end up going he was picked Twenty second round ultimately uh. he he signed out of the 22nd round. He was drafted three times. Yeah. 14, 15, and then 20. But, I well, mean, for the number 200 player on your board, listen, he's become a usable big leaguer. This year is 3-0 and this year with a 2.39 ERA. He struck out 34 and 37 innings. This is by far his best season yet. Um Although last year he was pretty good too. He had an ERA under four. So I would say in the last couple of years, 
this year and last, he's really started to put it together. He's 29 now, but, um, you know, there's a spot, I think, on most major league staffs for a Kevin Ginkle. Is he a reliever? He is a reliever. Yeah. So, listen, one more time. That that report, I'm going to tell you, tell everybody how to how to translate that report. The area scout liked him. I went in and saw the arm strength. The medical scared me. The body scared me as far as what it could be in the future. And I was willing to take a low risk, um, take him with a low risk pick. And I, if he went in the 22nd round um, and I had uh, – the 20th round on us because I thought that's where he would where he would land because it because it wasn't a uh, um, it wasn't anything that you could really project or dream on. It just had to perform at every level. When it comes to what the area scout saw, the area scout got to know the player. The area scout liked him. That's an area scout draft. It's got nothing to do with the cross checker. It's more of just a co-sign report, um, you know, and development once he gets in there. So, you know, yeah, that's my report. I wrote him up because I tried to write up the guys our, our guys likes. But I give all the credit to that guy and figuring him out to Gary Patchett. That had nothing to do with me at all. I must also give Kevin Ginkle some, some more credit because he, I don't want to say burst upon the scene, but in 2019, he was 3-0 and with a 1.48 ERA in 25 games. He had struck out 28 in 24 innings with a couple of saves. So that's when he really, um, really established himself. But I don't want to say established because he was a rookie. Uh, the next two years, he really struggled ERA over six. I found it interesting. You put ETA, you put 2020, and he was there in 2019. So um, maybe I maybe I had a little bit, to, a little bit of vision and foresight with it. But the reality is that. The only way a guy like that gets to the big was because the area scout believes in him. I just had to go in and line up the tools and what he could possibly be. Sounds like he's a little bit better than I thought he could be, but you know that the uh, that the it's he's a reliever. He's got some arm strength, and he probably found a second pitch. Body comparison: Matt Lindstrom. Interesting. That's Interesting. a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, me either. Since 2015. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to do it for Extra Bases, everybody. Uh, for the washed-up, disgruntled scout and the guy who doesn't know anything about arbitration, we appreciate all of you listening, and please leave your comments, good, bad, or indifferent. Inside the mind of a scout.com. Yeah. Um, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Astros Twitter needs to pump the brakes. Pump it. Pump that brake. Did all the signed books go out? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's, it's doing pretty well other than a couple of the fake reviews that Amazon basically was like, yeah, these guys are tools. I actually got an email that said, Hey, these guys are nameless, faceless trolls considered a badge of honor. I was like, yeah, I got it. You know, the rest of them were all been pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been fun. And, uh, I just wanted to help some people. So if, you know, once again, um, pump the brakes, pump the brakes on, on, you know what? We had, we might in my house we grew up. Mom said, "Think before you speak. Think before you type. Think before you type." You avatars, pump the brakes, Astros Twitter. All right, everybody. For Jeremy, I'm Jason. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>